meditation. We uh, went over what we shouldn't be. Hidden reefs in our love feast. That's what we shouldn't be. This week we're going to talk about what we need to be, what we should be, what we ought to be. And the book that does best with dealing with body life, the church, is Ephesians. Ephesians starts out telling us how special we are, that we were chosen in Him before the foundation of the world. Makes clear that we were predestined as to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ Himself, according to the kind pleasure of His will. We find out that we've been made alive and that we have died with Him and now live with Him through faith in chapter 2 of Ephesians. Letting us know it's by grace we've been saved through faith, that none of ourselves is a gift of God so that no one will boast. But we've been created anew in His workmanship for good works. Each one of us are needed. Each one of us are depended upon. And then... We took a look at the fact that he prays for this congregation and for us to know the love of Jesus Christ, which surpasses knowledge to its absolute breadth, length, height, and depth. That we know Jesus Christ completely because he's the answer to all of the things that we're going through even now. And that he equipped the body in unity through our leaders, starting with the apostles and prophets of the New Testament, into our very own leaders, pastors and teachers. And that we continue to grow by that which every joint supplies. So you and I, as joints, continue to build each other up, according to that which he's gifted us to be. None of us having the same gifts. None of us having the same abilities, yet all of us needed We cause the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. And that brings us to what we did in Sunday school. The fact that our Christian walk makes us totally different than the people in the world who have chosen a futile way of life and are very hard to remove from that. As Christians in the United States of America, it's probably one of the hardest times than we've ever experienced. The most negative press. I let the Sunday school class know that new study out shows our colleges have the highest rate of atheists, kids who proclaim atheism and have dumped God, all-time high. All-time high. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. We know how much under attack our country is. We know how much under attack right and wrong is. But Jesus in particular. The church specifically. And so what we are going to talk about this morning is how do we deal with that. And it's important that we do. We need to be imitators of God. Be imitators of God. And that's what chapter 5 is all about. Chapter 5 of Ephesians is where we're going to be going to be looking today. 
chapter 5, verses 1 through 21. Because 22 gets into mariage, as Jack Sparrow would say. And that's a whole ball of wax that's totally different. This is what he says. Chapter 5, verse 1. Be imitators of God, therefore, as beloved children. And walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for an odor of fragrance. Do not let immorality and all impurity or greed even be named among you as is proper among saints. And filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. American Christians need to pay attention to this one. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience, usons. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Proving what is pleasing to the Lord. And do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it's disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore look carefully how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. So then don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't get drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the God and Father, being subject to one another in the fear of Christ. This passage of being imitators of God has three parts to it. The first part is in verses 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2 tells us to walk in love. That, more than anything, proves our discipleship. According to John, in his gospel, he quotes Jesus as saying, They will know you are my disciples if you have what? Love for one another. And then he makes it specific. He says, You love one another even as I have loved you. So you ought to love one another. And that's what he's getting at here. Walk in love. Not just any old kind of love, but just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. That's the kind of love we share with one another. And if we in the church can harness this kind of love, the people in the world will stop and take notice. But as long as we let division reign supreme, 
and schisms reign supreme to where there's division. That's what they see. That's what they think of when they think of the church. I don't know how many people I, I believe in God, but I don't like the church. I hear that way too often. In the employees that I'm working with and trying to make a difference, they came from different backgrounds, but they say the same thing. I believe in God, but I don't like the church. Only we can change that in the way we behave. Be imitators of God. And walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for an odor of fragrance. So walk in love as Christ. Think sacrificially. Don't think what's in it for me. Think what can I do for them. What can I do for them? If we live our life that way in our marriage, in our family, what can I do for them? Not what is in it for me. And a a total, total switch from the America we live in today. As I made clear, I work with many non-Christians, but when people come through the drive-thru and they order in this manner, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take. The people who are non-Christian make fun of them because they realize how wrong that language is. May I please have is totally long gone. May I please have, what's that? I'll take, I'll take, I'll take. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's, that's toddlerism. That's the first word after mommy they learn. It might even be the first word before mommy. Mine. 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 Colt's got that one down. Mine. Mine. May not have anything to do with him or his. That doesn't stop him. But then again, he's learned it very well from us adults. Be careful. Walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. Walk in love as Christ and walk in love as an offering. So if we're walking like him, we become a sacrifice to God for an odor of fragrance. It's a good smell to God. When those offerings were made in the Old Testament, even with the blood of bulls and goats, it was a fragrant aroma. Leviticus is full. It is a fragrant aroma. They'd offer it, and it was a fragrant aroma. Have you ever smelled burned carcasses? I have another word for it. Okay? But to God... (laughs) It's a fragrant aroma. Fragrant. When we offer love to each other as a sacrifice, it's a fragrant aroma to God. What we do 
makes a difference. The Hebrew writer makes it very clear in chapter 13. Very, very clear. These are sacrifices. These are sacrifices. Hebrews 13, start in verse 15. Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. The fruit of lips that confess thanks to his name. And don't neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. And then he emphasizes, make sure you're doing it, especially to the household of faith. <laughs> Let it start with us. Let it start with us. Secondly, not only walk in love, if you want to be an imitator of God, be clean. Keep clean. There's no sin in him. He can't even be tempted by sin. He's not tempted. He's righteous through and through. Jesus Christ. Righteous through and through. We need to keep clean. In action and speech. Because we are light. In action and speech. He goes through in verses 3 through 6. Keep clean. Do not let immorality... And all impurity or greed even be named among you as is proper among saints. And we've got congregations and we have preachers who proclaim homosexuality is just A-OK, fine with God. Sure wish they found Romans 1 in their Bible. Sure wish they found the deeds of darkness in Galatians. Happens to be listed both places. Probably just Paul again. Poor old Paul. Just doesn't understand. <laughs> Wrong. They don't understand. And like we read in Romans chapter 1, when he hardens them through atheism, one of the very next things that changes is their sexual preference. So attached, just like in our country, they want to think they came from a monkey. He'll just harden them. And look what we've got today in the good old U.S. of A. You don't think so. You read Romans 1. God gets serious when you blow him off. <laughs> don't do that to God. Don't do that to God. Not a safe place. Because he doesn't give up. <laughs> he pursues and pursues and pursues. And if you want the hard knocks... He'll give them to you. He'll do that. He likes to win you with that gentle voice, according to Proverbs. He really does. I mean, if he didn't want to make it easy, why would he have died on the cross so that we could go to heaven? He took it all. Why would he do that? Why not just stick us all up there? He did it. He did it. Don't let this stuff be named among you, for you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. There's no get out of jail free. If you want to live like the devil, you will be punished like the devil. Hell was made for him, the devil. And his angels. But any of us who want to go along because of our choices, 
He'll oblige. He'll oblige. Keep clean in action and speech. Keep clean. It really matters. Got a young man who uh, bragging about scoring with certain girls. And he wasn't playing sports. Hard to believe, huh? And uh, I brought him here one time. And as he got done with his braggadocious speech, I looked at him and I said, You know, you got two big eyes on you from a big guy up above who doesn't miss a thing you do. He's always there. And his countenance fell. In the words of Cain, <laughs> describing Cain, I said, The man that you're trying to brag to is not a believer. And you can't possibly win him if this is the way you act and brag. Then I looked at him. I said, no pressure. (laughs) No pressure. You are light. Verses 7 through 14. You are light. Don't be partakers with them. You were formerly darkness. Now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And then he describes what light is. It's a parenthetical statement. Light, the fruit of light, consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Light. You carry it with you. Sword. But it doubles as a flashlight. Not bad. Not bad. Light. And, but the statement is this. After you get rid of the parenthetical statement, which I don't want you to get rid of, because it describes light. Verse 8. You were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Verse 10. Trying to learn or proving what is pleasing to the Lord. He's the audience. He's the audience of what we do. He's the one... That stands and applauds. He's the one that gives us the panel. Way to go. Way to go. Or he's the one that goes. And if he was like from this day and age, would he not look at us and say, really? Or seriously? Thank you, my daughter and my wife. I don't use those words, but they come out with that quite a bit when I do stupid things proving what's pleasing to the Lord verse 11 your light your light don't participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness instead even expose them we've been told too long to just be quiet be quiet If you want to save somebody, you got to speak up. They've got to change. I'm okay. You're okay. Is not okay. There's a big difference between heaven and hell. I'm okay. You're okay. Doesn't float forever. And what we do down here and who we follow down here has a lot to do with where we spend eternity. 
If we're not following Jesus, it has all to do with spending our eternity in a certain place. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Don't participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Instead, even expose them. For it's disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. Only now, they're trumpeted all over. They're laughed at in our sitcoms. They're made normal by the boob tube. Not to mention the other forms of media. So we won't mention them. It's disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they're exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. That's why we bug them so much these days. We're not caving. We don't apologize for absolute truth. We don't apologize that he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes unto the Father but through me. Pilate was looking at truth when he said, what is truth? He could have walked right up to him and said, here, let me introduce myself. My name is Jesus. I am the truth. And because he spoke the truth, they hung him on a cross. When we speak the truth, it hasn't gotten that bad yet. But don't give it up no matter how bad it gets. Don't give it up. All things become visible when they're exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. And then he's talking to Christians in verse 14. Christians. For this reason it says, Awake sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It's time for us to wake up. We are living... In very negative, precarious times, our children and our grandchildren are growing up in an America we did not grow up in. They need all our help, all our support, all of our example setting, all of our modeling. And when we mess up, all of the apologies we can send their way so they know what's right and what's wrong. It isn't going to change. You can take all the polls you want. You'll never change God's mind. You're not going to be swayed. He's not running for office. He's already as high as you get. He's God. So, we're talking about awaking. It leads into point three. Redeem the time. Make the most of your time. Redeem the time. When the second's gone, it's gone. When the hour's gone, it's gone. When the day's gone, it's gone. When the year's gone, it's gone. When 108 years is gone, it's gone. Gone. Now, somebody told me I'm not going to be alive the next time. 108 years, I'm not going to be there. But I was here this time. I was here. Yeah, we aren't really asking for much. All we want is a dynasty now. Yeah, but if you follow the Chicago Cubs, most of them will be Yankees next year. Okay, just the way it works. Oh boy, these guys win. Let's get rid of these. 
Seems like the church does a lot of that. We're ahead. We're winning. We're on the right side. Let's do what the world does. That's backwards. We need to be winning them. We don't need to become like them. And that's what he's saying. Walk as children of light. Be different. Let them see the light in you. Because he said the light in us is dim. If the light in us is dim, how great is the darkness? <laughs> Pretty dark. All you got to do is look at the good old U.S. of A. So awake, sleeper. Here's the redeeming of the time. When we redeem the time, we look carefully in ourselves. Do some house cleaning. You can hear all the sermons in the world. Listen to all the Christian music in the world. But you're the one that has to do the house cleaning. I'm the one that has to do the house cleaning in this house. Therefore, look carefully how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I think we've got a good, good comparison to what's going on in Ephesus (laughs) right here. Right here. Do you realize the big church in Corinth where they established where Paul was is right across the street? Right across the street from the temple of Artemis, Diana of the Ephesians, the goddess of love. Thousands, tens of thousands of proselytes or or prophetesses out there evangelizing on every street corner in Ephesus and in Corinth, I mean, in in Corinth. That's why it was such a, it was a really decadent city. (laughs) That congregation had a lot going against it. Oh my, Ephesus wasn't much better than Corinth. Wasn't much better at all. How about the good old U.S. of A.? Is it better? We got a lot of righteousness floating around our streets now, right? Redeem the time. Realize the days are evil. So then don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. You're looking carefully. Don't get drunk with wine in which is dissipation. Don't hide your problems with the drugs in the bottle. Go to Jesus Christ, the only solution. So what's he say? Be. Be filled with the Spirit. Redeem the time. Look carefully to yourself and then be filled with the Spirit. Fill that gap that you just emptied of all the crud in your life with the Holy Spirit and keep on adding Him and adding Him and adding Him and adding Him. Want it. Desire it. He will come. He will come. He will fill you. He will be with you. Don't put Him on a shelf. Don't just keep Him for Sunday. Let Him live in you and let Him come out in you all the time. Filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart. You don't even have to carry a tune. It's in your heart. You don't care whether you're monotone. The tune is in the heart, and he hears it. Always giving thanks for all things. One of the hardest things to do is to give thanks always for all things. I find that very hard to do. 
always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. You're not, you're not thanking Mickey Mouse. You're not thanking Donald Duck. You're thanking Jehovah, God, Almighty, our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. That's who you're thanking. You mean for the bad times? Yep. For the bad stuff? Yep. Why? James gets a little corner on that. James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Count it all joy, my brethren, when you count as very trials and temptations. Because see, pyrazo is trials and temptations. All depends on the context. Be thankful for it all. Rejoice in it all. Count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials and temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And when endurance has its perfect work, you'll be complete, lacking in nothing. Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Telios, the word we get telescope from. You get to see the end. You expand your horizon when you go through suffering. There was a little song about little flowers. Little flowers never grow unless it rains. So let it rain, let it rain, let it pour. We used to sing that song, but I can't even remember the words now. The storms of life produce. The storms of life produce in us. This is the way he says it in 2 Corinthians. First chapter, 2 Corinthians. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction with the comfort with which He comforted Jesus Christ. An amazing fact right here. Who comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also is the comfort ours in abundance. He wants to put a loving hand around us, support us, grow us up, bring us in, strengthen us. It's the same thing in the Hebrews chapter 12. Discipline. We endure so we can grow. And He strengthens the parts of us that are weak through stuff. The stuff that we don't want to go through. The stuff that we call life right down here. But we don't live life the way they do. In Ephesians, we are the light. And let them see the light. Because Jesus Christ the light in us is the only answer to any problems, including the ones in our country, including the ones in our family, including the ones in ourselves. Don't back away from Him. Get to know Him better. If you've never known Him, we invite you to come. We're going to sing an invitation hymn. Let your faith be known for the first time. If you're having a problem, 
we'll come and we'll pray with you. If you've kind of put God on the back burner because of all the stuff in your life, bring Him right back so you can start walking as a children, as a child of light. Again, they see light, not darkness. They see Jesus, not trouble. If you have a decision to make, you make it as we stand and sing.